You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Welcome into another episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my partner, John Heyman, and we are in the the thick of the World Series right now. Atlanta Braves hold a 3-2 lead over the Houston Astros after the Astros hang nine on the Braves in last night's game to get the series back to Houston. And, John, um, Braves had a chance to close it out last night. Now, they've been in this position Earlier this year, they had the Dodgers down 3-1. They lose game five, uh, only to win game six and get to this point. Now uh, they'll have to do it. Now they're going to Houston, though, uh, to try to close this out. Yeah, you know, I, I look at it like uh, the Braves did a good job. I mean, they they had two bullpen games in a row. and Even though they're at home, they won one out of two. I understand it was the first one, and they had the chance to clinch last night. They weren't able to do it, so I'm sure there's disappointment. They have to go to Houston. Uh, hostile territory, that's never great, but they only have to win one out of two. You know, and while I picked Houston, and I always stick with my picks, and I can't remember whether I picked six or seven on the podcast last week. I did say seven on Twitter, so I consider that my official. So I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm still alive. I'm counting myself as still alive. So hopefully if, if I picked six, uh, the tape has been burned. But um, I got to say, uh, I'm stick, I stick with the pick, but I think the Braves are still in control. Um you know, I think that, uh, you know, ha- having those two games where you're uh, using relief pitchers to start, they're a major disadvantage. They got through them. And now yeah. Houston is in that boat. Houston's starting Garcia, but on short rest. You know, even veteran stars who started on short rest generally don't do as well. Uh, now we've got a guy with immense talent who was really good this year, but is a rookie. Uh, had a a great start in the LCS, a uh, good start uh, in the World Series, but short rest. Uh, and then what do they do for seven? Unless I'm missing it, they used their Keedy last night. You know, you can come back with their Keedy, I guess, and get a few innings out of him. But, you know, he was used in relief, and he only had two days rest. That didn't work for Urias and Scherzer, as we saw. So was it going to work for Arkeedy, who's been very good in the World Series in his career? He's basically a World Series pitcher. That's all he's known for. So maybe, and they got the home field, but uh, the pitching with Freed and Anderson lines up nicely for the Braves to me. So I, I'm not going to be surprised if I'm wrong on this round as well. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. The Braves still are in um, the driver's seat in this series. They they did weather the storm, if you will, on the, on the bullpen days, and, and they got one, but – uh, I will say this, a- another game for the Astros to play is another game that Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, 
um, Alvarez, Jordana Alvarez can get going because we've seen this offense do things like this in which they can throw up a nine spot and then they get hot and then they're just a tough offense to keep keep down. But it does line up well with, with Freed and Anderson going. Um, Brave should be able to win this series. Now, should they win this series, John? Who do you think is the MVP? Oh, my God, that's a, that's a tough one. Somebody asked me that last night. And, uh, you know, I'm, maybe I'm kind of conflating the LCS, too. But, uh, you know, Rosario's <laughs> been pretty good. Yeah. Darno's been pretty good. Uh, we'll see what else Freeman does. I mean, I think it's kind of open right now. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's some uh, some momentum for Matzik. Uh, people are loving what he's done so far. I doubt it'll be a relief pitcher, though. Uh, you know, I think at this point, I, you know, it's open, but I would say Darno, Rosario, uh, Freeman, you know, they're all candidates at this point. Uh, you know, and you never know what Riley might do. Boy, he's a really good player. I did have an MVP vote. He was on the ballot. I'm not going to reveal where, but I mean, uh, what a terrific player he is too. But uh, yeah, their, their team, I'm just impressed, much more impressed by their team than I thought I would be. I did have them in the first round. Uh, beating Milwaukee. But after that, I just, I didn't see it. I didn't realize it. And uh, give them credit because last night would have been the game for Charlie Morton. They might have wrapped this up uh, had he not uh, suffered the uh, fractured fibula. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was heroic that he kept pitching with a fractured fibula. And, yeah, crazy. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a Kirk Gibson situation. First game, uh, does the, plays the hero and, uh, potentially leads the team to the uh, the World Series win. We shall see. Two games to go, but, uh, God, the Braves look pretty good right now. Yeah, I, I like Austin Riley or, or Travis Darno the way they've uh, they, way they played in this series. Uh, it, it is tempting to say Rosario because uh, he <laughs> did. It does seem to bleed from the National League uh, Championship Series into the World Series. He's had some nice games, though, in the World Series. But I, I think it's down to Riley. Um, uh, or, or Darno, and, and it could be uh, Matzik as well. I mean, he's pitched in enough big moments in this series, but uh, you're right. It's probably not going to a, a reliever. Now, let's think about the other side of this. The, the Astros were down 3-1. If, if they come back and win this series, um, first of all, how likely do you think it is for a team like the Astros to pull <laughs> off a, a comeback like that? Well, you know, the pitching is against them, uh, and the games are against them. I mean, normally, to win two in a row, your chances are 25%, just mathematically speaking, and we're all mathematics experts, analytics guys at this point. Uh, we have to <laughs> right. So, uh, you, know, I, 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 you know, I thought they had the better team coming in. That lineup, I think, is the best in baseball. They scored the most runs. Uh, they show good signs in the last game. They made the right move. Moving Bregman down in the lineup, maybe took a little pressure off Bregman. He certainly had a big hit, but Guriel and, and Correa have looked better than him, so I like that move. Um, you know, I, I I still don't think their chances are better than twenty five percent, though. I mean, I know we we've seen teams come back. We're old enough to have seen it where teams come back. I'm older than you, but I, you know, obviously uh, the Royals came back from down three one. That was many yeah. years ago. Uh, uh, the Pirates, I believe, did it th down three one. Uh, you know, we've seen it happen. Somebody did it last year on the Braves. The Dodgers did it on the Braves last year in the LCS. Yeah. It is possible to do it, and now it's only two games, so it's more possible. But uh, at this point, I, you know, i got to think the Braves have the upper hand. 
Yeah, no. I, I, the likeliness, I mean, on a scale of one to ten, it's, it's maybe a four. Uh, and it's only because it's the Astros that it's a four because their offense yeah. is that potent. So, um, as I said, the Braves still have um, they have the upper hand. Now, should they lose game six? Now you got a whole different monster on your hand because um, anything can happen in game seven. And clearly the momentum shifts to uh, the Astros at that point playing in their building. So uh, we'll see how that one would be. Now, if that happens... This is uh, something that, fair or unfair, the Braves have kind of, you know, been known for. I don't know about collapsing, but just not being able to finish the job. I mean, what is this? What would that mean to the Braves, you think, John? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a little unfair. I mean, I, I know it's, you know, uh, historically, that's probably the true for the organization. But, I mean, these are all different right. players. They did beat the Dodgers, who did have the best team on paper. They were able to wrap it up after taking a, a lead. They finished the job there. Um, so, you know, and they, look what all they've overcome without Soroka, without Acuna in particular, right, without Azuna. Right. Uh, you know, I have to give them immense credit for being here. I, you know, I, it's not easy. And, and, and you know, obviously the, I think at least I'm past the cheating scandal. The Astros are really good. They're a really talented team. That the lineup never quits. Their bullpen is outstanding. We talked at all about the great Braves bullpen, how great they're doing with Matzik and uh, Smith, Minter, uh, Jackson. But uh, look at Maton. He's been really good, and Graveman's been really good, and uh, uh, obviously Presley is outstanding. So, um, you know, that's why I think it, it even though the starters only throw for an inning or two these days, it may come down to the starters because you've got to get through that inning or two. Uh, the relievers on both sides are really outstanding at this point. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I think that that starting edge, and I know obviously Freed's had two off games in a row, but he gives them an edge in this game. And then certainly, boy, Anderson's been unbelievable in the postseason in his career. I mean, he's basically been a postseason pitcher. Uh, he and Arkady, uh they're more known for what they've done in October than in the regular season. And uh, I just it feels like the Braves have the edge right now. Yeah, both of those guys haven't stayed healthy during the regular season, so they haven't been able to kind of build their own resume at that point. I, I think if Freed is down in the zone like we've seen him for like the I say the last two months of the of the regular season into the beginning of the postseason, yes, they have an advantage. But if he's up in the zone like he was his last couple starts against this Astros team in that building. Um, it's, it's not going to bode well. It, it, they're going to they're going to have a, a field down. So it, it depends on what Max Freed yeah. got. Now, to be fair, uh, I, I was speaking historically in terms of the Braves. You're right. This yeah, this team right it's here fair. is, that's is, fair, is it, 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 to this team that's on the field now is completely different than uh, those teams in the 90s. And I think personally, I think they answered that bill when they were able to close out the Dodgers in the last series because that was the team. That 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 came back from a year before. Now with the Astros, I'm with you. At this point, they've served their time. There are four guys on that roster really that were there at the time. Maybe 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 five uh, of the scandal. Um, and we should be past. We should be beyond this at this point because what they have proven is that they're good regardless. They've been to, before getting to this World Series. They were in two American League Championship Series in back to back years. So clearly. Uh, this team is a very good baseball team, and should they yeah. pull this off, uh, 
it's 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 only going to quiet it's only going to it only gives them more reason to to give everybody the shush signal because um they've they've overcome a lot in this time and and i think they they won't wouldn't be here without dusty baker by the way yes yes and maybe i'm naive but i i, I think i'm assuming they're not cheating now uh you, you yeah know, maybe and, call us both naive then i don't yeah in 2019 <laughs> they got to the world series game seven and uh, we don't have any evidence they were cheating then, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, obviously, 2017, I still give that an asterisk. But, I mean, this nucleus is uh, fantastic. And, yeah, Dusty is terrific. Uh, every every week we say this, and we feel like we have to. I feel like we have to because yeah. he's still unsigned. Yeah, uh, I don't get that. Uh, what an incredible manager. Uh, what an amazing winner. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, it may not be the perfect marriage. It was a bit arranged of an arranged marriage. It's an analytics front office. It was with Luno. It, it remains an analytics-driven front office. But they really need to appreciate Dusty and how he got him got them there. And I, I mean, I've heard some talk that you know, at the, when the World Series, when they got to the World Series, he said, "Well, thank you, Dusty. You've done a great job. We'll take it from here," or something to that degree. I don't know, you know, mm. how you know, you know. How, what that means in terms of what he's doing exactly. But, I mean, Dusty is going to do what Dusty does, you know. And, the, you know, uh, and, and what he does is great. And uh, I, I really hope he's appreciated there. If he's not appreciated there, obviously Oakland's not paying the freight, even though that's his hometown team. But uh, the Mets still have an opening. They haven't figured out what they want to do, and we'll talk about that uh, later on the Insider. But, uh, uh, you know, he'd be a great hire for the Mets if they can. Yeah. I, I do think Houston – uh, at this point, uh, we'll have to it make would be, an offer. It would be crazy. Oh, my God. crazy if they did Crazy. Um, and and uh, one more thing uh, that you brought up was about the, you know, the previous uh, Braves uh, regime and, and uh, you know, those great teams of the 90s uh, and, you know, whether uh, they couldn't close the deal. You know what? I'm thinking, you know, all this uh, emphasis on starting pitching and, mm. uh, you know, look at Tampa. They, they got here with the uh, bullpen. They didn't make it through. Uh, obviously, but uh, all these teams have attrition in the in the rotation, and particularly these two. You know, these two yeah. teams basically have two and a half starting pitchers each, and here yeah. they are battling it to the end. And uh, if the Braves win with two and a half starters, and I'm counting Morton as only a half at this point, it's a little unfair, but he's unable to go for, you know, certainly wasn't in Game Five. He's he's done for this series. Uh, I, you wonder if people are going to reevaluate re the value of starting pitching. Uh, you know, somebody paid Bauer $40 million. Uh, You know, obviously he may not be the perfect example, but uh, it's great to have those shutdown starters. But, um, you know, the Braves had that. They had three Hall of Famers plus Avery, and they only won one World Series. They may win a World Series with two and a half starters. Oh, good one, really good one. Not Hall of Famers, though. And... Here the Astros are and winning on their great nucleus, not on their rotation So and their bullpen. So, I mean, the value of the bullpen pieces may go up. Maybe the value of the starters goes down. I don't know. Maybe I'm all wet. Uh, you know, it's hard to evaluate <laughs> how this goes, but uh, it's just shocking. Uh, we, we noticed this early on that not, none of these teams really had more than three viable starters, uh, even the Dodgers by the end. You know, we thought they had seven or eight, uh, but with injuries – Scherzer and Bauer situation and Gonsolin, May, Price, 
you know, they were down to three starters by the end. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe the Rays are onto something that the bullpen needs a greater emphasis than the than the rotation. We always favored the Braves all those years, and uh, it only worked out one year for them. Uh, I, now, I think no. I think I think often we get caught up in the moment. Yeah, you it, could be right. In, in nineteen, I think we were saying, "Man, look what the Nationals <laughs> have done with the three starters that they have," and. And and very little bullpen help at that time. So it just I think it depends on the years. It depends on the the type of pitchers you have. It it may all be a moot point because if in this collective bargaining agreement there's some type of rule change where you can only have certain amount of pitchers, it's going to change the emphasis on how you can uh, navigate your roster or 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 any of those type of things. Uh, It may all be a a moot point. Yeah, one thing I'll say about that is the rule changes. uh, if they're going to make a rule change, I would I would say expand the roster more because we have so many injuries. You know, and you have all these pitchers now. I know we're at the end here, and these teams are feeling they need to get outs. Uh, but uh, so much attrition on the pitching side of it. Uh, if anything, and I, they did expand by one the roster. If anything, I would expand the roster. There's a few rule changes that have come up. We'll talk about that another time. But uh, I'm I'm always in favor of the pitch clock when, especially when you have all these games are lasting four hours. And as Buck Showalter tells me, we need a hit clock, too. It's not just a pitch clock. Uh, the hitters take too much time as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think they have to figure – that's one rule they have to figure out, and there are a few others that came up. they got to figure out the check swing, too. seems to be yeah, a guessing you, game. Uh, it's very you, unfortunate. If you're going to add a, uh, another roster spot, it, it can't be a pitcher. That's that's <laughs> my that's my only thing. It's going to yeah. have to – they're going to have to find a way because you're right. The attrition, especially the way the game is ran now, is very it's, – it's it's obvious. And if you don't have starting pitching that can navigate you through a season, um, you're going to run into some problems, for, I, I think, for the most part. I mean, you look at the teams that are are available now that the Astros, I believe, are up at, towards the top in um, starting innings pitched uh, in the mm-hmm. league. So, I, I mean – you're able to kind of endure uh, a lot more during the regular season. And then once you get to the postseason, I think what we've learned is this may be the best way to go about it and, and kind of piecemeal it together with a couple starters and be able to get through a couple games. Now, you got to have a good enough offense to pull it off, which both of these teams do. Um, not every team could, could get away with it because they wouldn't be able to score enough runs. Uh, but yeah. uh, it, it certainly it certainly opens up the conversation again. We'll see how that goes. Now, speaking yeah. Yeah, talking about that. I was going to say on that, uh, you know, it just to me, uh, it was an excellent point about the 2019 Nats and the starting pitching, and they, they showed their value, no question about it, because they didn't have the pen. They improved their pen a little bit from all-time bad at the beginning, but it was still just okay by the end, and they did it with the starting pitchers. Uh, but one thing that's funny about this Astros team, and, you know, they may win the World Series again, uh, they didn't win it when they had Verlander and Cole. Verlander, an all-time great. Cole, one of the best pitchers in the game. And McCullers as your number three starter. Uh, you know, Granky. Uh, they didn't win the World Series then. And they may win it now with, uh, you know, basically a collection of rookies and second-year guys, it just, it's just weird to me. But you're right. It changes year to year. It's just on my mind right now. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're talking about Dusty Baker, uh, who was one of the candidates for the Padres job. Well, that candidacy is no longer because the Padres have filled that position. Uh, Bob Melvin, the former Oakland A's manager, takes the job 
Uh, I believe it sounds like it's going to be a, a three-year deal. They're going to introduce him today. Um, uh, and, you know, this is, a, this is a name, John, that came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was thinking about this. Over three, three, 1,300 wins uh, in 18 years as a manager. He's been with the, the A's. He's been with the Diamondbacks. And it, by all regards, this guy uh, is a terrific manager. And more importantly, I think, and maybe the most important part for this Padre team is a very good communicator and 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 has the respect of, of his locker room. Yeah, I mean, he's an excellent manager. Give A.J. Preller and company credit for this, to think of this like, I mean, they could see things are kind of falling apart in Oakland. Let's be reasonable about, reasonable about it. I mean, Billy Bean is one of the only guys who really was considering going to the Mets. And why is that? Things are falling apart in Oakland. You know, they have no money. And I know Billy Bean. Uh, made his bones uh, making good teams on no money, but they really have no money now. And, you know, they were happy to let him interview and would have been happy to let him go. And same with Melvin. They didn't hold him up. They didn't ask for any um, compensation. They just let him go because they're very happy to save that $4 million. And A.J. Perlow took uh, uh, advantage of that and, uh, you know, got a veteran manager. And after two guys who were neophytes, basically, uh, in green, and uh, Tingler, uh, this is the right move for this team. They needed a veteran presence in that locker room. It was a mess last year, as we talked about. Uh, that wasn't working, and uh, this is an excellent move. And I give them credit for uh, you know acting decisively uh, and doing a great job and getting their man. And, of course, Melvin was a guy who was actually second for the Mets job when Terry Collins got it. Of course, I recommended at that time I did a story saying they should hire Melvin. Of course, they didn't listen to me. Uh, they hired Collins. They did get to the World Series, and he did okay. Uh, I'm not saying I was right, but again, uh, the Mets are acting, uh, you know, they're, they're needing to fill some roles, including Matt. We forget they still have to hire a manager too, but they're obviously uh, needing to do a lot of work here. Now, uh, obviously, as I mentioned, the Padres will introduce Bob Melvin as a manager uh, of the Padres later on today, and uh This is another move where nobody, everybody was thinking right. AJ Preller's thinking left. Ultimately, uh, we'll see how it works out. I mean, the the proof is always uh, on the field and what the the results are because this is a results based business. All right. Speaking of the Mets, let's move into the inside corner, John. And uh, the Mets seem to be having a hard time uh, hiring a GM. They did. It seems like everybody who is on the list either takes themselves out or interviews and says, this is not a good fit. You're at this point, I can say you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, at the beginning they were shooting very high and I, nobody should be shocked that Theo Epstein didn't take it. We didn't expect him to, or that they didn't get permission to get David Stearns. We didn't expect that. And then ultimately Billy Bean didn't take it. The Mets felt they had a better chance there with a rapport that Bean has had over three decades with Sandy Alderson, who hired him originally to be the, uh, advanced scout for the A's, and obviously that worked out terrifically for the A's, and Bean became a star, and that's where their hopes were. And I, it feels like they put all their eggs in that basket, and that basket just uh, fell through completely, and now they're kind of grasping. And, uh, you know, at that time they were saying, we want to get somebody proven to be the baseball president. And now, I mean, you know, I'm not going to cast aspersions, uh, you know, and, and specifically on anyone, but the general – uh, list that, that's been coming out of names. I, you know, I haven't even heard of half of these people. Uh, no offense, they may be great, but you know, the Mets are relying on Corn Ferry, the search committee, when same search committee they used uh, 
when they hired uh, Jared Porter and Zach Scott. And, you know, they're an experienced search committee. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of Harvard uh, people on the list. And that's that's great. You know, there's nothing wrong with Harvard. But, you know, uh, to be the Mets, in charge of Mets, I think you really should be proven. I think their first idea was right. And, uh, you know, maybe they've given up on that. Now they're just looking at the GM. Uh, you know, you've got Zach Scott still there, who's got the DUI charge pending. Uh, that may be lessened at this point. I mean, he looks pretty good. Uh, many of these names are not nearly as experienced as Zach Scott is. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's just a feeling they're getting or the, the names have good reps. Some of them are, I'm sure, fine people. And I'm sure some of them would be a, do a good job. And it feels like they're throwing darts at a board and uh, don't really have their... Uh, uh, don't really aren't really targeting to what they said they were going to target to, which is experience. I mean, two of these guys uh, I do know, and they, they they would never survive in New York. And I I, I applaud them for turning it down because they probably knew that they wouldn't. But it's sad that they knew, and the Mets didn't know. You know, uh, they knew they couldn't make it in New York as a person in charge. If you're you know a uh, number three guy in a smaller city and you already are dealing, you know, would never deal with the media. And, uh, you know, you really don't have any experience to speak of other than crunching numbers. Uh, that, that should not be the GM of the New York Mets. I'm yeah, sorry. No, I, so, yeah, um, you no know, one name I did hear right recently, Raquel Ferreira from the, uh, Red Sox. She has a very good reputation and, uh, I hope they interview her. I think they will. Uh, Boston will let her interview, and uh, that'll be something to consider. Uh, you know, but uh, some of these other names, uh, I'm not sure where they're getting them. Uh, you know, I, I've mentioned a few people that have taken me up on my my choices, and but maybe maybe Corn Ferry knows better. I don't know, uh, but right now they look like they're lost to me. Yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll have to figure it out. I will say this: they've tried to go the the experience route. There doesn't seem to be anybody out there that either wants the job or can handle the job. So you got to move to what the list is is offering. And, and maybe at this point, the timing of it only leads them down a path where it's some guys with who may not have experience that they might have to take a chance on. But Yeah, one uh, more thing I was going to say on that is I, this is a rule change that I, I would uh, approve of. It seems like teams and pe- people out there don't seem to know this. Teams can reject any... Uh, request to interview their people no matter what even if they're like the fourth uh assistant to the traveling secretary and you're asking to be gm you could still reject that uh to me that rule not a new rule that rule needs to go you know people assume that uh you know owners will do the nice thing and say oh uh, the guy can get a promotion and triple his salary and get this great opportunity Let's give them a chance and see if it works out. You know, the, the owners aren't going to do that. They didn't get they didn't get a billion dollars by being Mister Nice Guy, and uh, I, I think that they sh- there should be it should be automatic because as it stands now is if you're in that position, the owner doesn't want to give permission, and the and the guy who's let's say the the assistant GM wants to interview for a GM job and says so, uh, then he's taking a chance of upsetting the owner. You know, and of course he's not going to do it. They'll just give him a an extension and everybody will be happy. And, uh, you know, maybe that's great for stability or whatever, but uh, it's not great for employees. So I I, I think that rule needs to be changed. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, But that is not unlike the rest of the business world and how you move from one business to the next business. So 
Uh, yeah. Hopefully, if, but if they not, change but it, most people don't have multi-year contracts, right? So they can move no. a little more easily than this. Yeah, that that may be true. That may be true. Either either way, on to the next uh, yes. free agency. Uh, they this may not have the biggest um, names that you know we've seen over the last few years that are involved, but this could go down as one of the deeper free agent markets uh, in terms of what's out there, and and there's some good names uh, that have a chance to really change the way uh, teams look coming this free agency. Give me some predicting spot, predicted landing spots and the money they'll get it for. All right. Well, I, yeah. Okay. I, I will definitely Let's, give you the money first. I'll have to remember. I did my landing spots last week, but I'll, I'll try to remember where I predicted uh, last week, but I'm, I'm set I, to give you the I, money. How about, I, how about I throw you a name and you give yeah, me what right, you terrific. remember? Uh, Let's right. go. Let's go. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, I picked the Mets for him. Uh, you know, he may stay with the Giants, but I'm going to predict uh, he will get about what the Cubs offered uh, many years ago. Now, he's cashed in a lot of money since then, so not, not like he should have any regret if he does get this. And, again, this is just a prediction. Maybe he'll beat it badly. I don't know. But I, I think he's going to get around uh, seven years, $175 million. That's where I would put him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I, I, I'm with you. I, I like the names this year, and it's very, very, very deep. And there are a few big stars. It's a little like 2019, a few years ago. We had a few big ones. You know, we obviously had uh, Strasburg and Cole, Rendon, uh, got some big ones. And we, this year we have some big uh, position players, some shortstops. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's a pretty good year, but very deep. I agree with you on that. One of those short starts, short stops had a fantastic season. Marcus Simeon with the Blue Jays. Where do you see him going? How much money do you see him making? Yeah, you know, I, I picked the la- last week. I took a little bit of a long shot. I took the Twins because uh, they tried hard for him uh, last year, offering a two-year deal, and he made the right call doing a one-year deal in Toronto. Uh, Toronto could easily uh, be the winner here, though. I, I could see them holding on to him. Um, you know, he just changed agents to Scott Boris. Uh, he's a little older than the other shortstops, uh, but I, I think he's going to get so fewer years, five years, but I think he's a $30 million a year player at this point. The year that he had, he's going to be top five MVP. I didn't have that league MVP, but top five, I'm going to say five years, $150 million. Probably, at least in my opinion, the most interesting case on the market this year is Trevor Story. He's coming off a down year, looked like he may have been a little nicked up. Uh, but this is a guy when 100% healthy is one of the best shortstops in all of baseball. Where do you see him going? How much you see him getting? Yeah, Trevor Story, you're right. I think he was a little nicked up. and His arm was a little off, but I, I don't think it's anything serious or long-term. He's a terrific talent, speed, power, 29. Uh, again, like Simeon, he's going to have the qualifying offer to deal with. You know, that's minor when you're talking about a player of this ilk. Um but I, you know, I think that the off year is going to hurt him. So I'm going to say seven years at 210 million, and I've got him going home to the Texas Rangers. But uh, I think Texas is going to get one of these shortstops, and I figure why not the hometown guy? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, qualifying offer did it go down for like the second? It did go down. Yes, it did. Yeah. Teams are uh, were a little more reluctant to spend after the uh, COVID situation, and the average salary that's based on the average salary of I believe the top 125 players. $18.4 million. Uh, mm. So it went down $400,000. Uh, I think that was a, a goal accomplished, if you will, for the for the owners out there. Yeah, that's why uh, uh, the union is being so tough about the negotiation and why there's so yeah. little hope that this is going to get done by 
December 1st when it expires. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be having that conversation down the line. Now, Javi Baez gets traded from the Cubs to the Mets. It doesn't go, uh, I think, as either side planned. Uh, he seems to be really in love with the Cubs still. Is 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 that a possibility he ends up back there? Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I think he might go back to the Cubs, and maybe they'll just redo that deal they were talking about, which was six years and around $160 million. Um, you know, that'd be my guess with the Cubs. I uh, wouldn't be shocked if he stayed with the Mets, though. Obviously, Francisco Lindor has got the ear of the people in charge there, and he loves Baez. I think, we, I think we're past that thumbs-down thing. I didn't blame Baez for that at all. Right. Uh, he right. faced the media, faced the music, and I think he's a good guy. And he actually played well in New York. He did not play well with the Cubs this year, but, you know, I do think that if they bring somebody back, it will be him. Uh, the, 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 I think the, the, probably the slam dunk of the, uh, free agency, <laughs> I think I know Freddie Freeman, <laughs> yeah. Freddie Freeman. We're, we're, oh is, my God. is there a way you can see him no, without a Braves uniform I, on? I don't see it. I mean, the one thing is he does live in LA, I think half the year, mm. um, from Southern California, but I think, uh, the angels are satisfied. They have that young first baseman and Max Muncy. They, you know, you can move Muncy, but I mean, the, the Dodgers have enough free agents of their own to deal with. So, you know, I don't see that. I, I, I think that they were willing to pay him the uh, Goldschmidt deal. Uh, I believe that was six for 130. So at this point, I think he's going to beat that, get six for 150. Um, you know, I, no, actually, I think that was five for 130. So I think he's going to get the sixth year and get 150 million and stay hometown with the Braves. Maybe that'll be considered a little bit of a discount. I don't know, but uh, I don't see him going elsewhere, and uh, it would be a shame if he did because uh, he is a great Brave. Here's the thing. I don't see him going elsewhere the year. I've, I've said that the entire year. However, I can see a scenario in which he ends up a Dodger. Dodgers let Seager go, or he ends up walking mm -hmm. and going elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You slide Turner over to short Max Muncy. He's now back at second base, and now you have – a uh a first base spot available so mm -hmm. i'm just throwing that out there i could see a scenario in which that happens um Very the uh the the astros obviously uh have been dealing with the carlos correa uh situation all season long they couldn't come to a deal before spring started so he will be a free agency there does seem to be a little bit of bubbling in terms of him maybe returning where do you see carlos correa ending up yeah, I'm hearing that bubbling. They were pretty far apart, though. It offered uh, five for 125, six for 120 at one point, up that to five for 125, I believe. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think Detroit's going to come hard for him. They're not saying that now, but they're going to try to do something. They certainly took a big step. A.J. Hinch, who's old manager from the Astros, is there. Uh, you know, Correa, only 27 years old, had a great, yeah. great platform year. What a defensive player is. I tweeted and I got a lot of pushback or some pushback uh, that he might be the best defensive player at any position. Uh, I just think he's a terrific, terrific defensive player. Uh, he finally moved into the number three spot uh, last night for the game. He otherwise had been batting fifth. Uh, good, very good offensive player. Uh, to me, you know, to me, he's a better player than Lindor, but you know, Lindor had right had the right timing with the richest owner taking over the team. So I don't think he's going to beat the three hundred forty-one million dollars. But you know, I picked ten for three hundred on uh, MLB Network. I said he's similar to Machado, one of the best defensive players in the game, and an outstanding hitter. Uh, 
So I think 10 for 300. It's certainly a long way from 120, 125, whatever they offered. You know, is it possible Houston doubles that? It's possible. I wouldn't rule it out. So I think there's a chance, but I'm going to say Detroit can get Correa. Detroit. Interesting. Um, Robbie Ray, probably the, the surprise uh, of the um, this free mm-hmm. agent list, had right. a terrific year with the Blue Jays this year. Uh, where do you see him going? Yeah, I, I pick the Yankees for him. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody for the Giants among these top players, and they got a lot of free agents and a lot of money, and they do, do a great job. So uh, we'll see. Someone's going to sign with the Giants, but uh, the Yankees definitely need a another starting pitcher, and uh, he's success in that division. He had a great year. I mean, he's probable Cy Young winner, and he, he pitched in Dunedin and Buffalo. I mean, it was not an easy year, and got to give yeah. him credit. You know, I think he's in that Zach Wheeler category. He's a little bit of a gamble because uh, he had trouble throwing strikes, which is how they got him in that bargain one year, $8 million. Walker, their pitching coach, did a great job with him. And, uh, you know, maybe Toronto keeps him too, but I'm going to say Yankees. And I think he's in that uh, category of Wheeler. So I'm going to say five for 115 for, for Ray. Last but not least, Nick Castellanos of the Reds had two terrific seasons in Cincinnati. Uh, where does he go? How much does he, does he get? You know, I saw somebody write Colorado. I kind of like that one, but I, I picked mm, Milwaukee. Yeah. I picked Milwaukee because Avisael Garcia is going to be a free agent. He's going to be able to opt out with a mutual uh, uh, um, option. And uh, I think Castellanos gets over $100 million. Now, he's got he's to opt out, too. He's got two years and $34 million. Uh, He will do that, and then they will give him the qualifying offer. But, boy, the year he had with a OPS around 950. I see him getting five for 125. It's a pretty good year for outfielders. Conforto obviously didn't have his his usual year, but he's going to be uh, in that uh, nine-figure range. And you've got Marte, who had a fantastic finish with Oakland, really good player as well. You've got Schwarber, who's a really good hitter. I think he's better in the outfield than first base. I give him credit. Uh, good attitude about playing first base, but I got Castellanos for five for 125, and I, Milwaukee needs some offense. Somehow they need to improve it. They need to shake it up. They need to get Yelich back. But I'm going to say they get Castellanos five for 125. But I like that pick by Colorado that I saw somebody make. Uh, I could, I uh, man, Castellanos would be a beast in that yeah. in that stadium with Milwaukee. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Big Time Baseball. Make sure you check back every Monday for new episodes. Myself. John Heyman, Cody Decker will always be with you. Every episode is on the Odyssey app, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Until next week, for myself, Tony Gwynn Jr., my partner, John Heyman, we'll check you next week. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.